Hello darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Rainy days back with the vengeance. Back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. Ooh. This is the truth like 34. Yeah. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. Crowd goes crazy, most in-depth coverage on the daily, mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings, focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine. I am here for you Monday through Friday. No matter what the situation, no matter how upsetting the loss, I'm here. And so thank you for taking me along with you, whatever it is you're doing, wherever it is you're going. I appreciate it. Hopefully, I'm making your day just a tiny bit brighter. I'm John Corrales. I host this show. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. Please subscribe to Boston Sports Journal to get my stuff. The free preview of my content on Boston Sports Journal is ending soon. So subscribe. Use the promo code Corrales. You'll get five bucks off the annual subscription. That makes it less than three bucks a month. And I think that's worth it. I also have written a book. It's called The Boston Celtics All Time All Stars. I think that's also worth purchasing. Of course I do. But the reviews seem to be pretty good. And if you would like to buy it, just go wherever. You can go to johncorrales.com. There are links there as well. So today, I am coming to you after the Celtics lose 122-114 to the Atlanta Hawks. Here we go again, right? I'm not doing the regular good, bad, other stuff. This is not the time for good, bad, big story. the, The whole point of this podcast here is I'm just going into... This defense. So, segment one, let's just, the the lack of defense in this game. To me, this game boils down to simply the Celtics being unable, in any form or fashion, to stop the Atlanta Hawks. They gave up in the first, second, third, fourth quarters, 33, 29, 28, 32 points. Just brutally bad. They gave up for the second game in a row, a 40-point game. Now, to be fair, the 40-point game that Nikola Jokic dropped was just because Jokic is just a god. Uh, I think Trey Young is also an amazing scorer, but the Celtics kind of let that happen. Not let that happen, but they, they greased the skids very, very nicely for Trey Young to go off. So, the defense in this game was bad. That's the whole story of this game. Segment two. Okay, what the f- do we do <laughs> about this defense? What happens? I, I tweet out some stats, and people say, this, this shows that we need a big. No. No. Segment two. Perimeter defense is the priority. And in segment three, another element of this defense, part of it is simply that these guys are fatigued. That's part of it. And I hate that, you know, you want to say no excuses, but that's 
part of it. That's part of it. So in segment three, I'm going to talk directly to the no excuses mentality. Because frankly, it's it's a bunch of bullshit. That this whole macho crap of no excuses, you're giving these guys an out. No. But you cannot deny that the fatigue is part of it. That's segment three. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win? Or do you win because you're happy? Oh, if only we could answer that question in Boston on a consistent basis. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming later in the episode. Yes, it's a new segment. The Ultra Player of the Week. Going to be doing this weekly. So, let's start with this. I thought Jalen Brown summed this up pretty nicely. Let's kick this off with Jalen Brown after the game, just kind of laying it out there. This is a unique year. We got a unique team, um, a new team, a young team, and and we're trying to put the pieces together. And I think that um, we've won a lot of games and played tremendous against some good teams and against some other teams we haven't. Um, but we just got to find some consistency. And I know it's probably tough to watch. Shit is tough to play, but you know, I, I think that. There's a lot to learn and improve on moving towards the future. That's well said. It is hard to watch. And shit, it's hard to play. The whole thing. Like, the the I don't know what the perception is. But I don't think that people understand that the, these guys are pretty self-aware. They, they know what's happening. They're on the floor while it's happening. They saw what happened in this game. So it's not a shock that some some of this stuff is, you know, resonating with them. They know it's probably tough to watch and it's hard to play. These guys are frustrated and they're frustrated with themselves. Let's go into Tristan Thompson, who, as I wrote in Boston on, on Boston Sports Journal. Tristan Thompson's kind of part of the problem, but also part of the solution. And you got to go read it on Boston Sports Journal because I'm not going to repeat everything that I said there. But basically, we know that it's been tough to integrate Tristan Thompson for a variety of, variety of reasons. No training camp. Brad Stevens having three bigs that he needs to play because they're they're better than a lot of the other options. When Tom Westerholm was on the show a couple days ago, we talked about this. You got Robert Williams, Tristan Thompson, Daniel Tice. Each of those guys has an, a fairly equal stake. Okay, Maybe it's not all 33.3333% with each of them, but it's like 30 and 35. And like they, they're all kind of in a similar range of percentage of claim to getting more minutes. And Tristan Thompson has been... Part of the problem in that he's in he's in some pretty bad lineups. And Brad Stevens has been using him in kind of crazy ways. So here's Tristan Thompson. His take on where they are defensively, what needs to happen. We just got to hold each other accountable, and we just got to keep coaching each other. At the end of the day, you know, coaches can do so much, 
but I'm a firm believer where, you know, the five guys on the court got to, got to coach each other and hold each other accountable because, you know, the coach is looking, looking at the game from a different lens. But for us as players, we're all out, out, out there. And, you know, when we're in a defensive stand, we can all see what's going on. So I think that's what we need to start doing. Um, keep holding each other accountable. And, and I think it, it, it's, it's about time that we kind of light a fire under each other's ass. You know, uh, if I see something that a guy's slacking, I'm going to say it. And I think it's the same thing vice versa. And I think when we start doing that, I think that will help bring more consistency to our team. And, and I think that will lead to more games where we should get the W. If anything, I will give the Celtics this. They understand that this is an issue. And you guys know me. I'm Mr. Don't Panic. And I, I feel like what I see is certainly a bigger picture thing. I, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, and this is partly because I cover the team and I've kind of taken on that mentality. You hear Brad Stevens day in and day out and you don't hear him talk as much as I do. Like as much as I'd like to think, I say your daily routine, but chances are that you are not listening every day. Like a couple of you are. That's great. I love that you are. Thank you very much for that. Those of you who do listen every day, awesome. But I know what the reality is. You're probably checking in a couple times a week, three times a week if I'm lucky. Maybe some of you are checking in once. You're just kind of tuning in here and there. You're busy. I get it. But me, this is my job. I'm paid to podcast five days a week for you. I'm paid to write for Boston Sports Journal. I speak to Brad Stevens almost as much as his family does at some times. You know, like he's he's always around. And I, I talk to these guys on a regular basis. So I absorb everything that they're saying. I'm at these games. I've sat courtside. I've, I've been within earshot of them. I hear a ton of things that you don't and like, I can't tell you everything, but all of this is to say that I absorb a lot of what they're saying and I try to look at the game like they look at the game. So my approach to the game is bigger picture, everything. What does this mean for the grand scheme of things? So even this game where I look at it and I say, they lost to the Atlanta Hawks simply because they could not get a stop. They could not get or string at least a couple of stops together. The Celtics had runs. They had chances. They cut this thing down to four, down to three. They had opportunities. But every time they did, Atlanta came down and scored somehow. The fourth quarter was riddled with Trey Young just all over the place. And Perk said it on Twitter. I quote tweeted him with a response that I'm going to kind of repeat here. Other people said it. I know that uh, Brad Rowland on Locked on Hawks said it. By the way, tomorrow's show, me and Brad crossover talking about Celtics Hawks. So make sure you're subscribed for that. Why didn't they trap Trey Young? Why didn't you trap Trey Young? I'll tell you why you didn't trap Trey Young. Because the way the Celtics were playing, those traps wouldn't have been crisp. He would have given it up, and two passes later, John Collins would have been doing chin-ups on the rim. Clint Capella would have had 
his, you know, Instagram photo for the night. Like, that's what would have happened. And I think Brad Stevens, I think he recognized that. Because at no point during the game did I think trapping this guy is going to work. Because the rotations behind these guys were just horrible. Nothing's crisp. Nothing's on point. Nothing is as connected as it needs to be. This Celtics defense is just a mess. And so, yeah, I'm Mr. Don't Panic, but at the same time, this defense actually does concern me. It'll get better when Marcus Smart comes back. It'll get better when they're fully healthy. It'll get better when Tristan Thompson is much more comfortable and these guys actually get a few practices to tighten up some of the slippage. Slippage is going to be a word that you hear about a lot over the next couple of months. That is all true. The Celtics trading for a guy with a TPE, and I'll talk about that in the next segment, is also going to help. A lot of things are coming. Big picture-wise, I can see a lot of things are coming that can help with this. So I'm not saying, oh, crap, they are done. But this is clearly a big problem. Nothing all season long has shown that these guys can defend at a high level. They're very far away from being a good defensive team. And a lot of these guys have been part of a good defensive Celtics team before. So I'm still concerned. I'm concerned about the defense. I'm really concerned because one of the biggest problems that I've seen is after the Celtics make a basket, the other team is pushing and getting layup opportunities. The, when you score a basket, you're supposed to be able to run back, set your defense. That's one of the things. That's a go-to commentary here. It's a go-to analysis. When you see a team scoring a bunch of points and making a high percentage of baskets, and you look at the other team and you say, well, they're not they're not scoring a bunch. Well, it's, it's hard to score against set defense. It's harder to score against set defenses. But when the Celtics are scoring, they're still allowing transition opportunities. Shots at the rim. It's crazy. It's one thing that drives me absolutely nuts because that is purely an effort thing. Purely an effort thing. Just get back. Just get back. on Like you've scored. Get back. Turn around. Set yourselves. You can take a you can take a couple of breaths, but there's no excuse. No excuse. And it's kind of funny, ironic that I'm saying this now when I'm talking about the no excuse mentality in the in the last segment, but this is one of those deals where if you can't get back after a made basket, you're never going to get back. So, the Celtics defense is problematic. It's it they would have won if if they had just gotten a couple of stops. They let Trey Young shoot 14 of 20. They let Clint Capella shoot 10 of 13. John Collins, 6 of 9. Herter, 3 of 7. Reddish, 5 of 8. Only Danilo Gallinari had a bad shooting night, and I think that's because Danilo Gallinari is basically toast at this point. So what's the solution? What's the problem? What's What do we do? Do we get another big in there to swat everything away? Yeah, good luck with that. No, that's not the answer. When I come back, the answer is wing help. 
Don't come at me with the bigs. It is now time for the Ultra Player of the Week. It's a new thing that we're doing here on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. It's brought to you by Michelob Ultra. And I'm looking at the player, not just the best player of the week, no. The player that's given us the most joy, the most happiness, the most enjoyment. Now you might be saying, John, how the hell are you going to find that guy in this crap? I'll tell you how I find this guy. I go to the Time Lord, Robert Williams. Because even in the midst of all of this mess, you can't tell me that Robert Williams isn't giving you joy, happiness, enjoyment. All right? So I'm going to make Robert Williams my first ultra player of the week brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's worth it and you can enjoy it. Robert Williams has, in this game, every run that the Celtics made felt like it was connected to Robert Williams' dunks. Robert Williams' alley-oops. I think every basket Robert Williams scored in this game was a dunk. Robert Williams is making a case for more minutes. Mike Gorman said it on the broadcast. Many people are saying it online. Time Lord is making a case. Now, the question, and I should ask Brad Stevens this next next chance I get, is the hip, you know, preventing more minutes? What are we doing here with, with that? But I'm telling you, you're going to be very happy watching more Robert Williams. I think Robert Williams, especially against the Hawks on Friday, we need to see more Robert Williams. I think more Robert Williams leads to a win on Friday. And the question is always, are you happy because you're win? you win? Or did you win because you're happy? I think it can be both. If Robert Williams, our Ultra Player of the Week, plays more on Friday. Back with more here on the Locked On Celtics Podcast. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Do you need fantasy basketball advice? Do not ask me any fantasy basketball questions because I am not good at fantasy basketball. I just forget about my team. I don't set my lineups. I forget to drop guys. It's problematic. What you need to do is go to Josh Lloyd. Because more people trust him than anybody else. He's the host of Locked On Fantasy Basketball. More people listen to Locked On Fantasy than any other fantasy basketball podcast. So, if you need fantasy basketball advice, don't go to me. Go to Josh Lloyd. Because he's the absolute expert. Subscribe to the number one fantasy basketball podcast, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, wherever you get your podcasts. So... The Celtics clearly have a problem defensively. If there's one thing that I will give you as far as long-term problems, it's that this Celtics defense is not good defensively. And they they are, um, I don't know how much better they're going to get. So 
how how do they get better? How can they get better? What do they need to add? I put the Atlanta Hawks shot chart out there, which it's hard for me to say that without saying shark chart, um, which in the Celtics defensive case, same thing. The little green O's, little green Fruit Loops, were all piled into the restricted area like a nice little bowl. And a lot of people were saying, well, there's your proof. We need a big. We need somebody that can block those shots. And I say, no, that's not the case. Because they have guys who can block shots. They actually... Tristan Thompson can block shots. Robert Williams can certainly block shots. And Daniel Tice has shown he can block shots too. And I don't care if you got Dikembe Mutombo on the floor. Like, Dikembe Mutombo would have blocked some of those shots? Sure. Bill Russell would have blocked some of those shots? Sure. But (laughs) the rest of the Celtics defense was so poor that... It doesn't matter who you have back there patrolling the paint. So the Hawks scored 60 points in the paint. How many of those 60 points are going to be erased by one shot blocker? Now, I understand. Like Rudy Gobert is a great current example of a guy who can block the shots and a guy who scares people away from the lane and changes things. But at the same time, when that penetration is coming so often, when guys are getting beat so often on the perimeter that that uh, those paint touches are coming fast and furious, it doesn't matter who your big is. Because that big is going to have to step up and then you just dump it down to somebody who's, who's backdoor cutting. That's just... It's it's not it's not that big's responsibility to fix all of these problems. My contention is that the Celtics need more switchable wing help. Part of how you prevent this dribble penetration is by switching and being able to switch everything multiple times. So part of this, Romeo Langford is going to help because he's a big guy. He's six and a half feet tall. He's long. He showed last year he can defend. When he gets back, and he's going to come back in like a month, I think he can help. Aaron Neesmith actually has shown some signs that he might be able to help. He's starting slowly to figure it out. Slowly. But when it comes to the traded player exception you got to get another wing. Big, rangy type of wing that can switch, play stretch four. And we keep talking about Harrison Barnes. We keep talking about Aaron Gordon. Those are the types of guys that I'm talking about. That's going to be the focus. Guys in that mold. If it's those guys, one of those two guys, great. If it's somebody similar, somebody that can do a couple of things like that, great. But it is not. And let me let me be... As clear as I possibly can. I want to say this without any reservation. Without any hint of um, wavering. 
without any thoughts that I am not speaking clearly here. The answer is not, has not been, and never will be Andre Drummond. In no way, shape, or form does adding Andre Drummond to this team change their outlook. No. Certainly, especially, extraordinarily, no when it comes to a trade. The Celtics, if Danny Ainge trades for Andre Drummond, I will change the name of this podcast to Locked On Fire Danny Ainge. That's how adamant I am about this not being about Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond makes $28.7 million. So he doesn't fit into the traded player exception anyway. So if you're entertaining any level of thought there, no, it doesn't happen, doesn't work, which means that you have to match salaries, which means that you have to give up Marcus Smart to get Andre Drummond. If you advocate for giving up Marcus Smart to get Andre Drummond, unsubscribe from my show, unsubscribe from civilization, and move to a place without any electricity, move to enjoy your life out in this great wilderness, live a long, healthy, beautiful life on some island somewhere where you have no contact with the rest of the world because no rational, sane human being can advocate for Marcus Smart being included in a trade that nets Andre Drummond. No. I will give you this slight, slight hint, tiny asterisk, if he's bought out and if the Celtics can get him on a minimum deal and if the TPE brings back somebody like Harrison Barnes and you have to give up one of your centers to do it and maybe sort of, kind of, on a minimum deal, you're willing to give it a shot and if it doesn't work, you cut him. I might think about that. Maybe, sort of, kind of. But even in that situation, I do not want Andre Drummond. I'm sorry. That's not the answer. You want to prevent guys from getting into the lane. The big at the rim is is the, the last resort. The eraser at the end of the pencil. To erase the mistakes. But... The bulk of the defense has to happen on the perimeter. Why did why did Atlanta get so many opportunities? Because at every turn they got into the paint. 60 points in the paint. And that doesn't even count the paint touch kick out. You can attack the Celtics right now. And the rules in the NBA also make it so you can't you you can't put a, a hand on anybody. So this combination of fewer switchable guys, you don't have Marcus Smart right now, Gordon Hayward, 
is not here. He was very capable switching and could guard multiple positions. Sorry, Hayward haters. We miss Gordon Hayward a lot right now. The Celtics don't have the personnel. They, they don't even have the, the option of Romeo Langford like they did last season. The Celtics need to be able to switch and switch back. Now, what happens when you switch like crazy like that? Somebody is going to slip a screen. Okay? You're going to try to switch. Jalen and Jason, whatever the combination, one guy is going to step over in anticipation of a switch, and the guy who's setting the pick is going to dive down and get the pass. That's going to happen. That is when your big steps up and tries to block a shot or challenge a shot. That's what he's there for. That's what Tice and Robert Williams and Tristan Thompson are capable of doing. You don't need to go crazy and overpay for a big to do what these guys are perfectly capable of doing. But you've got to make it so the penetration is stopped by switching everything or most things. You you make it hard for a guy to turn the corner and it's harder to get into the lane. Defending the rim starts in the perimeter. That is the bottom line. That is the end of the story. So... That's where the Celtics' efforts should be. It's also hard to defend when you're just kind of fatigued. That's true. I'm sorry that you don't like it when I say that, but it's true. And I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about this mentality that people have about when I say, these guys look tired. Why does that piss people off so much? That's next. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. If you're making money off of the Celtics this year, God bless you. I have no idea how you're doing it. Good for you. I don't know. They're so unpredictable. Uh, I know football's done, but the NBA, there's plenty of NBA to bet on. College, NHL, baseball's coming soon. If you don't want to bet on sports, you want to bet on something else? Awards? TV shows? Reality TV? Sure. Why not? Bet Online has you covered for all of the news, prop bets, scores, odds. Placing your bets is is very easy. You can sign up for free and use the promo code Locked On, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So head to the website. You can use your mobile device. Sign up today. Again, it's free. Use the promo code Locked On. Whatever you deposit, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on top of that, based on the amount of the first deposit. So check it out. Promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Please gamble responsibly. The weather around here is kind of crazy. In fact, the weather everywhere is kind of crazy. Like Texas is like, does anybody have power in Texas? What's going on in the middle of the country? I was talking to Jake Madison, who co-hosts Locked On NBA with me on Wednesday. He's in New Orleans and people are wearing coats in New Orleans. I don't know people owned coats in New Orleans, but it's a mess which means your car is going to be under a ton of stress out in the elements, potholes. You're going to get rock salt. You're going to to need something for your car. That is inevitable over the winter. What are you going to do? You're going to go to one of those chain stores in the strip mall? No, that's a bad idea because you can go to rockauto.com, save 30 to 50 to 100% more 
even for the same exact parts that are available at those chain stores. In fact, Rock Auto, there's a good chance that they'll have a piece that's not at one of those chain stores because those stores only have so much shelf space. They only have so much inventory. So whatever that person behind the counter is ticking away at the computer at, they're just going to give you what they have. Don't, don't settle for that. Go to rockauto.com, enter that same information, and you're going to get a that same part from a different manufacturer at a reasonably good savings. And that money that you save can go towards dinner, takeout, put it in the bank, whatever you need to do. We all need money nowadays, and you can save a bunch of it at rockauto.com. Look, it's a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They don't have different price tiers for pros and do-it-yourselfers. They don't change their prices based on what the market will bear. That's a ridiculous concept. Other places do it. RockAuto.com doesn't. So go to RockAuto.com right now. See all the parts that are available for your car or truck. No matter how complicated, no matter how simple. You need new wipers. You need new floor mats. You need a new headlamp. No problem. They have it. When you buy something, write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. That's super, super important. That's how they know we sent you when you write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Fox? It's an amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Be sure to follow our social channels at LOCeltics on Twitter and at LockedOnCeltics on Instagram. I know you're knee-deep in all of this Celtic stuff, but you're probably so engrossed in the Celtics and the NBA that you're missing some of the other sports news out there. So why don't you take 20 minutes or so of your day, listen to the Locked On Today podcast, subscribe to it. Peter Bukowski hosts it. It's a great show. It breaks down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. You can start your day with all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. It's a very quick, fast-paced show. And you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. It's called Locked On Today. You will not be disappointed. All right, but this is how I want to end the show. I put out on Twitter that the Celtics are fatigued. That my my take was the entire show, the entire game. The Celtics were kind of sluggish. And then at the end, when it was like desperation time, the Celtics suddenly found a burst. They suddenly found the the energy to force an eight-second violation. Like out of nowhere, the adrenaline kicked in. They all started rotating. They all started playing hard. And they found it in themselves to defend. And I said, that tells me that there's a level of fatigue here. Because the entire game, they're just kind of trudging along. Like I said, they can't stop anybody. They're not stopping any drives. And then at the end, when they're desperate, they're like, okay. All right, we got it. We got it. We got it. Pump yourself up. Get that adrenaline. Boom, boom, boom. To me, and look. I don't want to drop the whole I used to play thing a lot, but I do know from being on the floor that there's a a point where you go from 
kind of tired to when you're desperate, you find a boost. Something kicks in. And to me, that's what it was. To me, that burst of energy at the end was as much of the proof that I needed to say, these guys are just, they're kind of toast. They're kind of toast. I don't know. Some people hear that and have a visceral reaction to it. You might be having one right now. You might be screaming at your radio right now, your your phone, whatever it is. You might be on a treadmill at the gym talking out loud and people think you're nuts. Saying, John, you cannot give these guys excuses. No excuses. It's not an excuse. Why can't fatigue actually be a reason? Why is it that people have this thing that it doesn't matter what you're experiencing physically? It does not matter what you're experiencing out there physically. Because you make what? Because a couple guys make $15 million or $10 million or $9 million or whatever. Like that's supposed to erase the lactic acid buildup in your legs. Is Jalen Brown supposed to look at his legs and go, hey, point his phone at his legs. Look at my bank account. You can't be tired. Look at my bank account. It's full. Look how many millions I have in that bank account. The legs don't give a shit. This is a tough stretch. People have this macho type of, I don't know, movie reaction. There are no excuses. And the Celtics, to their credit, they'll never really give in to that. They want to make sure you say, there's no excuse. There's no excuse for this. You got to get through it. You got to find a way. Because everybody's going through it. So you got to find a way. Yes, everybody's going through it. Everybody is. But it doesn't mean that you're not. And this stretch for the Celtics is their toughest stretch of the season. It's ridiculous. And I don't say that to be like, oh, well, none of this matters. Everything's fine. They're just tired. That's not it. That's not it at all. I've never once said, no, everything's good. I don't know. I don't understand how I can sit here. And as I look at my timer, I'm at 38 minutes of ranting and raving. And not once have I said, it's all fine. I've said it's not time to panic. I've said I think it's fixable because I think that part of it is fatigue. And when part of it is fatigue, that's very fixable. Poor technique is not. The lack of personnel to defend properly is not. Well, not as easily fixable, I should say. But that takes practice. That takes potential moves from Danny Ainge and all that stuff. But the mere fact that I mention, oh, these guys, this is ridiculous. Five games in seven nights, second night of a back-to-back, four games per week, all three full weeks of February, plus all of those road games, more road games than any team in the league. How is that not a factor? How is that not 
a percentage. If we're doing a pie chart, are you going to tell me that no percentage of the pie chart is fatigue? Are you really going to tell me, honestly, that 0% of this has to do with, hey, you know, this is a lot, even for a 22-year-old? Like, come on. That's not, that's not accurate and it's not fair. So I challenge people to look at these guys as human beings. This isn't Hoosiers. This isn't your high school team. This isn't your men's league team. People ask me, should Brad Stevens be more like Bobby Knight? No. What are you nuts? You know how, why didn't Bobby Knight coach in the pros? Because he can't coach in the pros. Guys like that can't coach in the pros. Why do you think Rick Patino fizzled out? Can't do that. Can't run these guys ragged and press every game and all that stuff. He killed his guys. Why do you think John Calipari doesn't work in the NBA? Some of these guys just don't work in the NBA. Some of the stuff that you think is magical basketball elixir doesn't work in the NBA. The NBA is a vastly different animal with grown adult men who make a lot of money, who play this game at its highest level against the best competition in the world. And yes, they're handsomely compensated for it, but also it's a lot. And they do it for like nine months. And it takes a lot out of you. This isn't a men's league where you go and you run like two, three games in a row and you say, look, I played, I played these three games. I played these four games. I'm fine. Do it the next day. And then do it two days after that. And then do it the day after that. And do it against guys that look like, you know, Zion Williamson. <laughs> And LeBron James. I'm not asking for you guys to say, oh, well, they're not responsible for playing well because they're tired. I'm just saying that it's part of it. It doesn't excuse them from doing everything wrong. The excuse, if it was an excuse, would be like, if I came on this podcast and said, oh, God, they just played they back-to-back. None of this matters. It's all back-to-back. They'll be fine. You know, every once in a while, that might actually be the case for some teams. But if I came on here after all of this and said that, then that would be an excuse. But you can't you can't just say that analysis isn't valid because just because, oh, you don't want to hear that they're tired. It drives me nuts. It drives me nuts because I know how hard these guys work. And it's not just the Celtics. It's all NBA players. There are a lot, there's a lot of bad basketball going on out there right now. I don't know if you noticed. There's a lot of bad basketball going on. Teams aren't able to practice. There's like three teams that are doing okay here. But other than that, no. And, and the teams are doing okay I mean, aside from LeBron, like LeBron changes the whole dynamic for the Lakers, but most of these teams that are doing okay are teams that 
A, have a lot of continuity, and B, didn't get to the conference finals. So it's just part of it. I feel I'm at, I'm, I'm at the point of the podcast where I've, I've been repeating myself, so this is a good place to cut it off. Uh, by the way, if you know anybody who is uh, a local musical artist in Boston, I'm, I'm doing the theme song contest. I'm, I admit I'm not doing it particularly well. So this new theme song might might come around for next season, but at this ro- at this rate, but there will be a new theme song. I'm holding a contest. It's gonna be judged by by Dart Adams. Millie's wants to get in on the uh, judging as well. So uh, wish him a happy birthday, by the way. Millie's at M I L L Y Z Millie's on Twitter. Uh, I got to do that too. New theme song contest, hundred bucks to the winner. Uh, if you're an up and coming artist, you want to get in front of Dart, who is a, a big in the hip hop scene. Millie's, who's big in the hip-hop scene. Uh, if you're if you're looking to get in, in front of those guys, want them to hear some of your work, it's a great opportunity. So uh, go to johncorrales.com. You'll see the link in the upper right for the new podcast theme song. Uh, submit a, a, an entry. So do that. Uh, regular listeners, I appreciate you uh, rating and reviewing. New listeners, I uh, hope you've enjoyed this show and uh, will subscribe. I thank you for subscribing and everybody please share the podcast. Tell your friends that they should be listening to the lockdown Celtics podcast here on the lockdown podcast network.